I am unashamed. What about you? So I've changed locations. I am now, I went from Tennessee yesterday all the way to Alabama, which is a pretty long ride. I didn't realize it was quite so far. Where it's about eight and a half hours to get back down here to Alabama. Um, I'm at the Southern Lair, Jay. This is what I call my, mm. my hangout down well, here. Because you well, guys are the Northern be, uh, Lair. Probably not a lot of people around the beach during the dead of winter. No, it, in fact, it's that's you were right. I, I rolled in last night about nine o'clock, and I mean, there's nobody. So that's down the here, time that might feel. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I have my na- <laughs> my neighbors all the time say, "Well, you, you think your dad will ever come visit you?" I said, "No." He, well, he has but an his, all his problems are to, he's like, "It's too hot." Well, it's cold now. He's like, "It's too sandy." Well, I'm sure yeah, the sand's cold, pretty man. packed down this time of year. It's packed and cool. Yeah, it's it's cool, actually cool. And it's time. not half naked people because it's too cold. There's no naked people here, so, Dad. It's just something to do. Yeah, duck season's I, I over. So I, I, I care nothing about that. Okay, I try. It's just something I don't. A <laughs> beach with water hitting on it. I, I'm not. <laughs> Why's that funny? <laughs> A beach with water hitting on it. I mean, it just, it just, it's not into it. it it just doesn't do anything for I you. Actually, I actually, you <laughs> so, know what hit and, me yesterday, well, Al? I drove, we were, I was doing a scout before I take a couple of days off for a potential, uh, you know, filming our, the rest of our episodes for the show. And uh, I drove by a place on my way to another place. But back when we were uh, the infamous, when we were living up around uh, Darbone Lake, and the last time I remember it, that's when you kicked everybody out of the house. That's the last time I remember living there on the hill. But I, I'm not sure where we were. But I do remember as a kid that, Al, do you remember this? We used to walk. They had a beach on, on Darbone Lake. I think it was called Folly it's Beach. About, it, it was about a mile. Folly we beach. used to walk on that road to go to the beach without yeah, parents. And I, but I was looking at it as I was driving. I thought, what were we thinking? Oh, I, mean, no. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed dangerous. For, oh, it is dangerous. For kids to be walking along that mile of bridge to go down that beach. And I thought, you know, we just, we made it. Well, the name of that beach well, pretty well sums it, was, it up for me. Folly Beats. Folly beat. That's a good point, Phil. That was, was that was if we could if we could put a phrase dad on that era of your life, that that's it. what it would be. Phil at Folly yeah. Beach. That's why you don't like beaches. I get yeah. it now. It's all well, we used to that. go down there. Remember that? Al? I guess. Well, here's what. Now here's what's funny, Jace. This will blow your mind. So you, I was nine, and you were five hmm. when this yeah. was happening. So just think about it. You think about you see kids, you know, my grandkids, and I imagine my a nine year old <laughs> leading my, my five five year old grandkid amazed, by the hand a mile I'm away. I'm amazed that y'all turned out as well as you did. <laughs> no, it's kind of yours. Because I look back at it every time I bring it up, I just my past. <laughs> and what I could have been and should have been doing, I just cringe. I'm yeah, like, I hate to even bring it up. I'm but like, it did hit me when I was going down that bridge. I mean, I'm looking at me, myself, and I was thinking, what a jerk. I mean, just. Well, well you were distracted, <laughs> Phil. You were distracted. It's, it's sickening. Yeah, it happened. Well, 
but we, but dad, we don't hold it against nah. you. I mean, look, what what happened was you learn. This happens a lot of times. I see this a lot of times with families that have a lot of crisis, like we were living in. You know, kids just learn to adapt and overcome. Yeah, I mean. You know, at the time, I wasn't sitting around worried. Oh my goodness, goodness, what's going to happen? And you know, what's what's happening here? I just, you know, you just took charge and did what you did. I, I was protective of of Jason Willie, and you know, it's what you did what you had to do. Mom's all the time like apologizing because I didn't have a normal childhood. I said, "Well, mom, it's the only one I knew." And I think looking back on it now, it served me pretty well. I'm an independent person. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid of things. Because you know you, you live the way we did, you just kind of done remarkably out fear, well. You know? Well, I mean, you have to get through, you know, your moments of. I mean, there's a reason people are sitting in counseling chairs and they go back and try to figure out where what what exactly was the problem. Where did God go yeah, with your kids? But <laughs> so we all have your moments. But uh, and I've said many times, you know, when I've understood who Jesus is, I just decided. Not only am I going to appeal to his forgiveness, that all that chaos there, we're just, we're going to bury that too. So really, that was for me, that's what it was. But I look back at the time, Al's right. I never thought, oh boy, I could get run over by a car here. I mean, it probably wasn't a say. I'm not saying it was a good move to be walking down that bridge a mile nine and five, but we did it. And, uh, and fortunately, you know, I think the Lord, protected us in the, just in the overall well, that's the way when i look back Jace, that's what i see dad i mean i look back every time i drive by there i look up that hill because you know now there's still a few trailers there by the way up higher yeah i saw the one where we were in is yeah the one we were in is is gone but i remember every time i look up that hill i think man do you the remember grace of god do you, is so powerful do you remember the exact spot where ours was I is the there nothing spot. there? The one, I might metal. I might. There's nothing. Take, I might see who owns it. See if I can metal <laughs> detect it and find you know something I the, lost. Jace, when I was the a first, kid. the first one, the first one you see up the hill now is the one that was across the street from where we were. Okay. So the one right. that it, it's still there, but the one where we were is not. We were kind of our, our the back of our trailer was toward the lake. So I mean, if we, I, I can the, show you exactly. The problem with me metal detecting it now is we didn't have anything, so there was nothing in the of value in the ground because we had nothing. That, as I recall, <laughs> it would it would have to it would have to be for somebody who was there way before us. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had little. Of course, that's yeah. the place where Willie had broken his leg that year and uh so uh, the guy at the chevrolet place dad your old pal he gave it he gave you a creeper yeah for willie to, and to he ride could lie around down on it and, and would put his hands on the floor and and he was just like he was like a little crab it was really a bad, bad injury which is why me and him never got along because once i got him in a fixed position where he couldn't move you know, yeah. I was just mean. <laughs> Kids can be mean. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad. I, I I'm, like, I'm glad y'all made your way, pull your way out of it. That's all I can say. It's embarrassing to even, uh, even uh, run back over. It's embarrassing, but I thought, well, yeah, but it it. But you know, as Al said, it toughened us up, and uh, it does. It does. Look, you can be difficult times can either destroy you or they can make you stronger. And when you look back, that's the decision you have to make. Am I going to be a victim 
because I didn't have this, that, and the other and compare myself to other people? Or am I going to say, you know what? God built something here that's strong now. So, yeah. Well, right. Hey, and, he, and look, he, one, of the, one of the answers to the question on why God allows pain and why do bad things happen on the earth and all this, you, you realize that you appreciate the peace of God from all the worldly difficulties that happened. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have this understanding of what the peace of God offers. Well said. Without all this difficulty, it's it's wrapped around trials and tribulations, and that that's that's why it's difficult. Now, uh, as amazing as it sounds, all of y'all, you you, you live in mansions. <laughs> That's right. Multiple That's mansions. Like, well, Y'all don't even have my, one my house. Was, you got another house up the road. You know. <laughs> my mom was mentioning that the other day. She's like, you know, all my kids have more than one house. And I said, well, mom, so do you. It's just that ours are a little bit fancier than yours, but you got a few multiples too. No, God has blessed us tremendously. And you know, Dad, I mean, the way I look at it, Lisa and I went through a really tough 15 years of marriage until we just finally broke. And then we got it going on the right direction. I'd say the same thing about your life. When some people have the potential to do great things for the kingdom, it takes a lot of getting there before, you know, the evil one working on right. them before they're finally ready to submit. But when you submitted, all of our lives changed. So, I mean, I look back now and I think, you know, all the bad stuff I've dealt with, whether it's in my marriage or life or whatever, I realized it took that to get me to a breaking point until I was ready. Yep. And so I think that's the way people need to look at what they're going through. If the evil one's got a hold of you, look, you, you, all you got to do is submit to Christ and come out. And when you yep. come out, you're capable well, of doing I, amazing. You can sure I, come out of it, no doubt. About it. We, we all prove that. I think it comes into right. what we're talking about, you know, 1 Corinthians 8, which at a first glance, you wouldn't think this applies to today. But based on everything we, we just got through talking about, it wasn't that you – ran upon a lot of information that all of a sudden changed your direction. There was what in the world. Well, they're having a drag race outside somewhere. Uh-oh. But, you but the it, rednecks? <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. But uh, <laughs> it, was, it was more, you know, it reminds me of uh, when Jesus was telling Thomas, you know, I, I'm preparing a place for you and, they're like, well, we don't know the way, you know, give me the directions, give me the information. And he was like, I am the way. And, you know, it's more who you know when it comes to getting your life turned in the right direction. Now, you know, in this case, he says about food sacrifice to idols, because not only did they have what we talked about the last couple of podcasts, all these issues coming up in whatever kind of whether you were single or whether you were married or whether you was single again or a virgin or whatever information that of the day you were trying to apply to your marriage, like, well, we're going to be married, but we're not going to have sex. Well, you think about that, you know? And so ultimately Paul was getting it back to the big stuff. Jesus is Lord, God, your father, power of the Holy Spirit and then you get that on straight and then you make decisions moving forward in your relationships but they had this situation now where in the temple there were and and we're talking idols here they were sacrificing animals 
And so then somebody came up with the question, well, as followers of Jesus, we shouldn't be eating this food that was given to a pagan idol or sacrifice, right? Right. It like it's like it's tainted now, you know, because it was because of the nature of how it came to being. But because the, they were taking the meat, and then they were just taking down the meat market and selling it. But the Corinthians, especially the Greeks, I mean, they knew where this meat was coming from. Of course, you know, it's funny even looking back days that capitalism was going strong because it was like, just because we sacrifice this, sacrifice this meat to idols doesn't mean we can't sell it in the market. So it was just a flow of their economy. But then these people in their own conscience, they were thinking, well, wait a minute, we left, you know, offering up stuff to idols. So what, what about the meat? So, you know, and he makes that shift there in verse one, because he says now about food sacrifice to idols. So to your point, he's now shifting to a new subject. And, and he's eventually going to say, there's nothing wrong with eating this food. However, right. since you have weaker members of the faith, you don't want to cause them to stumble. So just even though you have every right to eat this, because what are idols anyway? They're not even real. And and just because someone is bowing down to this and they're sacrificing food or you know meat, which could eat food, and God's already said multiple occasions, you know, when he had the with Peter, arise, kill and eat. Don't call something unclean that God has said, go for it. Even though they had every right to do it, <clears throat> he actually said, don't do it in some situations, which I love because he gets this idea versus knowledge and love. But I wanted to read the first three verses just because hey, I think. Hang on, Jace, before, before, before you do that, let's take a break. So do y'all know of anybody that's um, fairly young and losing their hair? Anybody come to mind? Dan the eunuch. There you go. Yeah. Well, I think he shaved. I think he shaved. Yeah, but he was losing it. That's why he, he shaved, he, right? Oh. He peeled okay. it. He just peeled it. Yeah. So well, help him out. So help. so I've got some help for Dan that we need to tell him about. He's not on our podcast. There's a company called Keeps that help you keep your hair and Dan's still pretty young. So he, he needs to make a run at this. They help stop hair loss, but also they improve hair growth. And, uh, their, all their plans are half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. Uh, comes with a full year of unlimited messaging. You can talk to a doctor anytime about anything. So check these guys out. If you're losing your hair, go to keeps.com slash door. You can get 50% off your first order if you go to keeps.com slash door and hang on to your hair. So he said, now about food sacrificed to idols, we know that we all possess knowledge. Uh, of course, my, my verse has a little letter there. I'm going to have to get my glasses if I'm going to read the alternate uh what else it says there? Do you, does yours? Too? Yeah, all it did was the 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 uh, alternative just left off. It just says we all possess knowledge, as you say. Oh, instead as of you we say. all know that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so then it says, but this was a big thing in their culture about wisdom, and you know we started off the first couple of chapters of you know where's the wise man, where's the scholar? You remember all that we read. So it so then it says, knowledge puffs up 
but love builds up. The man who thinks he knows something does not yet know as he ought to know. This reminds me of that. Uh, what was that guy? Uh, Rumsfeld, when he said, uh, what was that quote you used to say all the time? A man doesn't know. Uh, what was that quote? You don't remember that? I don't remember that. So you can't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, yeah. I remember him talking about that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find that. But then verse three says, but the man who loves God. Now, this this this, I think, is an interesting phrase is is known by God. Yeah. And then so, while I look this up and John, John made that very point in First uh, John four. Because I, I, I've been reading this. To a, in all these uh, different me, let us love one another for love comes from God. And he's still going to use the same term, terminology that the Apostle Paul did. This is John the Apostle. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Uh, and you read eight in... 1 Corinthians 8, verse 3, but the man who loves God is known by God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So he makes that same point. John does that love, uh, as it turns out, our love uh, never fails. You can't go wrong by being motivated, motivated by love for your neighbor. In little things or big things, if you love him from the heart and you love God, that's why they're the two greatest commands in the Bible. And you'll fulfill the law as far as eating, drinking, all that, all that will work itself out. If you love God and you love your neighbor and uh, it's uh, but it, amazing, it also, but it is true. It also, okay. it also shows you that. Can I give this ahead, quote out? Yeah. Yeah. Give it. So quote. Rumsfeld said reports that say that something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know, there are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. Because <laughs> they were grilling him about their uh, military operations, and he didn't want to say oh, yeah. what he knew, so he basically just came up with a creative way of saying some things we know and some things we just don't know. <laughs> but he said it it's so sophisticatedly <laughs> that they the just thought, media wow. Like, what yeah. did he just say? Yeah. He basically said, I don't want to tell you what I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which instead of just, instead of saying that, he said he had a phys, uh, philosophical uh, approach to say. He just passed away, by the way, just a few months ago. But if you turn that um, text around, the man who loves God, well, if you could say the man who does not love God is not known by God. You, you have to be a person that is recognized as reaching out and loving his neighbor in a real uh, way. It can't be faked. Uh, you know, loving God and loving your neighbor 
I, I, the purpose of this book I just wrote, uncanceled, without love for God and love for your neighbor, they'll be canceling each other until Jesus comes back. But, but the only thing that would change it is that they love people instead of chastise them and, and, and hate them and try to bring them down and we got them. It's a whole, uh, our culture is just full of it. Well, what I was going to say, Phil, is, uh, you know, love. It's sickening to watch. Love doesn't destroy. When you think about the definition that he's going to get to, it always protects, it always trusts. You're quoting Romans, Romans 13. Well, first uh, love does no harm to its neighbor. And by the way, Romans 14 deals with the same issue that Paul addressed here in 1 Corinthians 8. Same, same thing about not passing judgment based on matters of you know what you eat. Based on what you and, just read, uh, it is a love issue as far as uh, uh, interacting with people who may say, I don't like this. I think it's wrong to eat that. If, 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 you don't need to make a big issue and hatred flare up for your brother, whether he eats this meat or that meat. It, it's just not worth the, it, it's not worth it. Well, I think he makes the contrast when he gets to verse three of what you think you know versus does God know me? And I think that's a very important question to ask yourself. When you think of the question, if God knows me, what? You know, fill, fill in the blank. If God knows me, what does that mean? You just think about it. It's a, it's a humbling thing. If God really does know me, that should send a shiver down your spine. And, and I, I really believe that's his point. He said, the man who loves God is known by God. Just think if the creator of the universe and all his qualities, you can list them. They're a mile long, eternal, just, holy, 100% pure, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful. If he knows me, because when you think about the practical illustration of that, it's like we all know the president. He don't know us. We all, you know, there's been kings where they're they're controlling the whole nation and whatever. Everybody knows who the king is at some point. Whether they even have the, you know, before the internet and now, even now, I mean, you might find 10 people in the U.S. who, who don't know we have a president, but in their, I mean, my point is, but they don't know them in this. It's different because that's why in John 10, when Jesus was like, he said, I know my sheep. I know their name. That's why he said, I know the numbers of hairs on their, on their head. That's the contrast here. So I think, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a depth. A depth is the way I see it. Jace is that in other words, the, what triggers his knowing us, like you're describing is our love for him. And so it's, it'd be like you saying somebody you see out there in the public, maybe he's a performer or somebody you said, man, I love that guy. Meaning that you like their performance or maybe they're funny or something. Now you say that, but you don't really know them and you don't really love them. You just love what they do. Right. But if your wife comes and says, and you say, I love her, that's a whole different, that's a whole different level. You really do know her and you really do love her and you do anything for her. 
And I think that's the difference. I mean, God has an awareness of all people. It says he, he wants all people to be saved. So right. he has an awareness of everyone, but he only knows the ones who love him. Yeah, and Al, you sent a, sent a woman down here and we were carrying on a conversation. She was interviewing me for some magazine and she said, I don't uh, think. Time magazine. <laughs> she said, yeah, Time magazine. She said, I don't think it's right to eat meat. And I said, where did you get that information? And she said, not eating meat. I said, where did you get that? <clears throat> I said, is it from the Bible? Is it a biblical issue with you? She said, oh, no, I'm not a religious person at all. I just don't think it's right to eat meat. I said, well, uh, I don't mind if you don't eat meat at all. You not eating meat doesn't bother me at all. I said, we have we eat duck gumbo, you know, and fried deer steak. I said, but if, unless you have some kind of source that's going to show me that it's dangerous or something, where did you get that information? She said, it's a good question. I don't know where I got it, but I ended up believing you shouldn't eat meat. Well, I told her to go to, she asked me about a restaurant. I said, look, if you want to eat veggies only, I said, great. I still love you, girl. So she leaves, and about a month later, we got a note. She sent it to Al. She said, tell your dad I had braised duck at that restaurant he recommended. And she put down there, Al, it was delicious. She did. So she I didn't did. condemn her it when she said, I don't think it's right for you to eat meat. You should just eat veggies. I said, well, I don't know where you got that source of information, but biblically speaking, but in our, eyes kill and eat. God well, was pretty plain. I mean, about that's it. a happy story. But in our hey. when in our culture now, whatever the herd who <laughs> thinks they're smarter than everybody, tell me about it. There's if you disagree, could with they the be information? Called, could they be called the cancel culture? Would you say yeah. it's live and well? I mean, this thing that happened to Joe Rogan. Hang, hang look, hang on, Jays. Before you get it, Jays, let's take a break before you get in that. Go. So a lot is uh, happening in the pro-life movement. Um, we had the uh, Justice Breyer is retiring from the Supreme Court. So now there's going to be a new Supreme Court justice. And pretty much they're going to, that's not going to change the nature of the court because they'll probably, he was a pro-abortion guy and they'll probably put another pro-abortion justice in since Biden is in charge. But you know, there's a lot of cases that are coming down the pipe. And it's an important time to kind of know what you're talking about when you're discussing abortion. Uh, so a group 40 days for life has been sponsoring our podcast. They're great people. Uh, they, they have a book that's called what to say when the complete new guide to discussing abortion. Uh, it's an Amazon bestseller. It's a great book to be able to get more information. And they're also uh, offering a free resource. Um, that's called, uh, it's, it's a new magazine and it's called day 41. And uh, the deal is the 40 days for life is a prayer and fasting ministry. And they're saying, once we've done that for the unborn, we need something to then start doing. And so that's what this magazine does. It's inspiring. It gives you some great ideas. Lisa has written an article uh, in there, so I highly recommend that. Uh, the way you get this is uh, for free is go 40daysforlife.com slash magazine. And so it's a gift to you just for checking out their ministry. It's called Day 41 at 40daysforlife.com slash magazine you can also check out their upcoming campaign for prayer and fasting which is going to go uh, in 600 cities on march the 2nd so check these guys out great group
I mean, I've never listened to Joe Rogan's podcast. I've never listened to our podcast. I've never heard of him, whoever he is, but go ahead. I've heard of you, but... And I've heard of you heard him, of me I, or Joe Rogan. Well, I'm saying I've never listened to a podcast. You said I've never heard of. I've heard of him, but I've never listened to his podcast. I got you. Wasn't that but, a line, Jace? Wasn't that a line from Tombstone when Wyatt, when uh, I Clanton first heard Wyatt? He said, "Heard of you?" Yeah. Well, that's that's Al. <laughs> Al got my joke, Phil did. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is this: this made me mad because I thought, as a person who's part of a podcast. You know, when I, I, I saw it somewhere, they were talking about this controversy and they're like, oh, you know, there's people pulling out of uh, Spotify because Spotify, they exclusively have Joe Rogan podcast. I think he's the number one podcast in the world. There's more in the, in the world. Yeah. So Spotify said, oh, we'll give you a hundred million dollars to just be on our podcast. So. I mean, for us to have the rights of Joe Rogan's podcast. So all of a sudden there's controversy. People are bailing, you know, Neil Young said, I'm out. So I was like, what happened here? So I did a little Google search. I thought, boy, he must have really said something. Based on my investigation, which was about (laughs) maybe two minutes, so – Take that with what I'm giving it. In in depth reporting. Yeah, this is non in depth reporting based on what I gathered from multiple sources because they kind of all said the headline is last year he interviewed and I'm 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 making this word specifically he interviewed two doctors about the coronavirus. Now, granted, it says that they had controversial past and takes, but all he did was ask him some questions about the coronavirus. And so now people have deemed what they said, not what Joe Rogan said. And they're he, they're, he, well, they're he just, answering the questions as, as doctors, medical yeah, doctors. They, he got their opinion. And so he so was, what's wrong with that? Well, he was, well, well, hang on. I'm getting to the smoking gun. He was under the impression that you could get multiple information sources and let people hear different takes from different doctors and then let people, free citizens of this country, make informed decisions on what they thought about the origin and the way to conduct themselves uh, about matters around the coronavirus. So I thought, seems fair to me. That's it. And they're they're like, nope. And that's when it hit me when I was reading this First Corinthians 8. I was like, people will take information, whether it's right or wrong, and they will try to destroy people. Yeah. Which is what's happening yep. to him. They said, nope, we disagree because you're running a misinformation campaign. Same thing happened with Facebook where they said, we don't like the information. Well, this is all fine and dandy as long as we know 100% that the information that we're supporting is 100% accurate. But outside of God, the heaven above, I'm not sure anyone knows what is 100% flawless information. That's why you, therefore, the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, chapter 2, have no excuse, none, no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else, like what you just described on the Rogan show, they all said, I, I, we, we got him on this one. 
for whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment, this is always true, do the same things. We're all, we all, like you said, we all make mistakes and there's not but one group of writings that you could trust in and bet your life on. And that's what God says. Now, we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere man, pass judgment on them, which they did to this guy, whoever he is, Rogan, Rogan, yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Do you, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance because of your stubbornness, but because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be, will be revealed because God's going to give to each person according to what he's done. You better shut up and let these minor things go and not be judging your neighbor. All right. So I find myself in a strange position, which is taken up for Joe Rogan, and I don't even know Joe Rogan. But I just think this is ridiculous for a man this is the way the news used to be, where you have a situation come up, you get multiple opinions, and you let people figure out for themselves what they're going with. They're like, nope. So it's all of a sudden it's some kind of propaganda-driven campaign by a group of people where you can't even discuss the possibilities. What are we doing here? I thought this was America. Uh Finding uncancelled, which God does for us, fortunately. Phil's pushing this book. <laughs> well, I'm, it just it's happens good. to be, uh, I, we didn't plan this, but I'm looking. Yeah. Finding meaning and peace in a culture of accusations, you just mentioned some, shame, you just mentioned some, and condemnation. So they accuse you. They try to bring your life down to shame and try to rob you of whatever livelihood you have. Won't you get you fired? Get you... And then they condemn you. And this is the way that you can ride right on through the whole thing with a smile on your face. But, and you trust in the word of God. That you can trust in. But anything else, it, you'll see what you just said. Used to, people well, would say, well, we agree to disagree. And they yeah, move was, on. They wouldn't try to try to shame them and try to bring them down. Yeah, I was surprised. I really, I really was. I, I was surprised that I was just kept thinking, "This is it. That that's what this is about." Al, had you well, seen and, that? And Jay's, uh, I had. Let's let's take a break. So uh, we talk a lot about aches and pains and getting old. Um, Dad calls us the young bucks, Jace, but. I'm not feeling too young uh, anymore. I mean, I, I'm younger than dad, but I still got the aches and pains and things that happen with joints. And uh, one of the products that uh, we love that supports our podcast is a group called Omega XL. And so uh, they're really big on providing help with the inflammation uh, that, you know, when your body, when you're young, it produces its own to help your joints stay healthy. But as you get older, not so much. So this supplement really helps with that. It, uh, it comes from, uh, from mussels uh, that are farmed in New Zealand, and, uh, and it creates a tremendous product. It's helped a lot of people. I've got a lot of friends that are on it. It's helping them, too. 
The way you get it is you go to omegaxl.com slash fill. You're going to order a bottle and you're going to get a second bottle of Omega XL for free. So it's going to give you a couple of months supply. It's going to kick in and you're going to love it. You're going to reorder omegaxl.com slash fill. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888 or omegaxl.com slash fill and get to work on that inflammation. I had seen it. And you know what's interesting even more, Jace, is Rogan, because he's responded now to all this you're talking about. He did an Instagram thing yesterday. Oh, really? And well, tell me. He, he's not a, he's not he's not really an ideologue. He never has been. In other words, he doesn't really choose a strong political side. At, at some point, somebody said he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. But he, he he's interesting. He's a lifelong entertainment person. Like, he used to be the host of Fear Factor for years. And then he got into the uh, fighting, the mixed martial arts, all that stuff. He was like the main guy with all that. And then he just built up a following. And so you're right. He has, he has a number one podcast, a lot of men, especially young men follow him. And he just basically is an interviewer. I mean, he, ha- he allows people to come on. He, they tell, you know, their, their side of whatever he's talking about. So when he did that, after all this controversy yesterday, he was like, cause now they're going to put a label Anytime he talks about coronavirus, so the, their answer to all this was, we'll put a label on the podcast that says contains controversial views or whatever. And and so Rogan's like, yeah, whatever. What? I mean, do whatever you need to do. I, I, you know, he said, hey, I'll try to invite some more people on that have opposing views to those guys. They're I mean, put, I mean he's in other words, he's not he's not really an ideologue. An ideologue is not really fighting for the First Amendment. I mean, people like us get more upset. Well, why than don't he's we? Uh, why don't we put a label on ours and just? Put this discussion may have eternal consequences. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I like it. I, I think I would. I would be first to say, "Yeah, let her rip." We should just put a label, <laughs> just to label ourselves right. of the. Well, I mean, my whole point is, it's all about the source of information. I trust the source on what we're talking about, which is why a lot of us were canceled on our because we weren't i guess more fearful or in more panic when the coronavirus hit i mean we all just to try to help save those who were high highly probable like with pre-existing health conditions or older or whatever we all tried to safeguard just like we would in any other situation but Jay, as, as we gather th- the information but what i'm saying is none of us got in a corner and thought oh no we could die we could there's there's you could die every day of, oh, yeah. of something i mean we're gonna try to be loving and respectful so but that bothers other people because they're like, come be fearful and panic with us and get on our narrative of information and attack people who don't agree with it. Jace, I've, I, I just quoted uh, a couple of weeks ago, we discussed it. I just quoted a Bible verse and that cost us, according to Willie, $10 million. Yeah. When they, when they got after us, I, I it cost us ten million. What is the best ten million you ever spent? Well, you know, <laughs> but but here was <laughs> well because the way it happened is You quoted a verse, but he didn't know it was a verse. They published the verse, but they didn't know it was a verse. And then finally, 
you know, a few days later, somebody said, he actually quoted a Bible verse. They're like, oh, okay, well, let's forgive him then. And so, <laughs> and first, I mean, really, that's about the gist of what happened. You know, I know, but this, whether, a, this is a perfect... It's a perfect illustration of what we're talking about. So, so two, two. It's a tale of two reporters. One guy shows up from GQ, and look, Jace, you know this because you were in the room. This guy came into that room with the intention of doing a hit piece on our family to try to topple the show, and that's what he was after. I mean, there's I don't no think doubt. he was All trying the to topple the show. He was just trying to sell magazines for someone else. I mean, just just being clear, I I think he was. By just, the way, the the audience may not know Jace. I don't think he really cared. They may not know what what did he question. What was his question to you? A lot of people don't hey, realize. Hang on, for, well, I think we've talked on, about that. Before, before we answer that, Jace, right now, if you go to this man's website, he he identifies himself as the man who brought down Duck Dynasty. So, well, that's I think just it was a, that's attention. just a lie, right? Actually, the ratings just went up. You know, I mean. Yeah, but anyway, I'm so so I'm saying, and I still have millions left, and we still went through our five years of contract. You know what I mean? So it wasn't. So, yeah. So here's my point. I, I so I, so I, I got a point. Just, so this guy, this guy comes with whatever motives, and it was bad. It it was it was not a positive thing. We, we nobody built a relationship with this guy. We felt like some of the stuff he said was totally unfair. Some of it yeah. was straight up, and they just didn't understand. So the the woman that Dad mentioned. I think she came. I don't know what her motives were, but she came with something in mind. But after she spent, because she, she was down there a couple of days, after she spent a couple of days talking to dad, she came away with the idea that, you know what, these people, they have a different lifestyle than most other people. But, uh, you know, she came, she admired us. And so when she wrote her piece for Time Magazine, which isn't really just, you know, it's not like it's a right wing, you know, rag. She she was very fair. And she said, you know, they believe this, they believe that. It's a little bit different than mainstream. And I thought her piece was really fair. And then she even sent us that personal note, like, you know, hey, I even tried some duck. So what I'm saying is, look at the two. One got to know dad and one didn't. One had an agenda and one said, I just came down here to listen to hear what the man had to say. I think that's contextually exactly what we're talking about in this text, about you can know, once you know things more clearly, you have a better understanding of what you're talking about. my only point is is when I've declared Jesus as my Lord, I spent a lot of time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John since I was 14, seeing who the image of God is. And on multiple occasions, he healed diseases in the snap of a finger. He brought back dead people from the ground. He cast demons out. He calms storms. I mean, he does all this. And then fast forward 30 something years and a pandemic hits. And I'm like, they're saying, wear your mask, get a vaccine so you can keep this from spreading. And we don't want people to die. Okay, I will. But for me to be fearful about getting that and dying. No, the one I know or I'm known by in a personal way, he knows my name and he, you know, he's moved in through his spirit, has the power just to say you're healed. So why am I going to fret about that? Why? You know what? I'm not going to panic about that. So to me, that's what burns them up because it, it comes back to this knowledge on what you think, you know, 
versus love. God is love. He demonstrated it and he knows me on an intimate basis. I have full confidence that he's going to take care of me throughout eternity, not just on this life. So I'm saying that is to me, that is the difference. What they don't understand on our attitude about it, because I think it just burns them up. Well, he takes we some who are younger. He takes them home when they're older, when they're in between young and old. You say, if your faith is rooted in Jesus of Galilee, based on what you just said right there, Al, I mean, physical death is coming for everybody. Some sooner, some later, but we all finally pass on to the other side. And we are convinced life and immortality, we're alive without our body. We leave our tent, as Peter and Paul would say, we live in. We live in these temporary tents. We go to meet, go to be with Jesus, the Lord. Our spirit, soul is alive, and he's coming back for our bodies one day. And here we go. So it's the greatest story I've ever read. Yeah. Now, what, what, let's hang on, Jess. Let's take a break. But it's also, it's funny, Jace is right. That they're the ones that are misinformed because they don't know the information that we know, the, what, what you both just mentioned, which takes away your fear. So what they say is, is these people, and they, they lump it all, there's, they put us all in the same boat. Oh, these Trump supporters, that they, that's the way they demean you. They say these Trump supporters and these people out here, they're just dumb. They don't know enough to be afraid. All right. I mean, they need to know more. And they, they, if they wouldn't believe in all this misinformation, they and we're like, no, we actually know more than you because we're not fearful because we believe that a virus or anything else can't wipe us out. Well, and we we pray to God about it, which that's right. It's a chuckle from them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, where's the information in that? So well, that's I've never I worn a mask, and I've never uh, caught the disease, as far as I could tell. So, well, I, Phil, you're forgiven by them because you live in the middle of nowhere and you're not around people. Okay, but so you're good. But what I was going to say is, look, this 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 all started about an issue that came up, which it, I'm not making light of it, but he was saying. You could eat, have the, because you got to eat. And what are we going to do? Waste the food? Or, yeah, you can make a lot of arguments about this. But a way more serious problem that the Galatians, that when Paul wrote to the Galatians, not, it's not even that he, that's probably a mischaracterization. I mean, this was something where he started off the chapter saying, if you preach a gospel, one contrary than what you received in Jesus. Where's that at? Uh, let him be eternally condemned. Yeah, that was one, six, seven, and eight. I mean, because they were saying they turned Christianity into this kind of a nationalistic movement. If you're not circumcised, you're out. You know, there's no Jesus grace. They're you have just to like take some of the law and add it to it. A physical thing here, and and so he's just pounding them about trying to get their focus on Jesus and grace and get off this physical way into a nationalistic movement. But I wanted to just read this because he says the same type of argument in Galatians 3 when he says, uh, 
verse 26, you're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized or, you know, surrendered into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. You've put on Christ. And he says, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all in Christ Jesus. And so then he gets starts talking about an heir in chapter four. In verse six, he brings up the spirit because you are sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts and the spirit who calls out father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made your heir. Well, here's what I want to get to. Verse eight says, formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you know God, and I just wanted to, to show you this one little phrase he puts in here, or rather are known by God. It's same point he's making in Romans eight, talking about loving God and then you're known by him. How is it? that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles and only bring this up to say the same thing to help us understand what he's saying in first Corinthians eight, he has promoted this relationship type of Christianity in all the letters. It's what makes us different from, it's not like we came up with some crazy information and turned into a cult and we got some creed that we're following with all these lists of rules and things we should and shouldn't do. Because in one case, in Galatians, he's like saying, this is out. In this case, in 1 Corinthians 8, he's actually saying, you know what? You could actually eat this food, but we don't, because we love our brother and because we're known by God, we're going to choose not to, even though our freedom is allowing us to do this. And that's what I think it's cool about what we're a part of in being sons and daughters of God and trying to share Jesus to a, to a world who needs it. And that's why when he gets to the next paragraph, he kind of explains that. Watch how personal this gets about our relationship. He's verse four. So then about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there's no God, but one for even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords. Yet for us, there's but one God. And I love this, the Father. Just like he said in Galatians, this is more than he's just some God. and He's not like an idol to us. He's our Father. This was his plan all along that we'd be sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, and some of us, husbands and wives. But then he says, yet for us, there's but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, which has been his point all along. He's a savior in that he died for us and was resurrected for us. But he's also our Lord who we surrender to, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. And did you notice how he interchanged the two there, Jace? You know, there's a lot of argument out there about the Trinity and how how Jesus fits in with the Father and people try to separate him out. But he uses them interchangeably. In other words, you, if you understand the Father, you understand the Son, and both are the creators and both are the sustainers, and which is very powerful. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we know. <laughs> I think it's kind of ironic that the next sentence says, verse 7, 
but not everyone knows this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, because you got to think these people, you just think about in our culture, when people say, oh, this is not going on today. Oh, there's so many freaky groups oh. out there bowing down Rampant. to idols and doing these weird Rampant. things and we're making movies about it and you know you, they do all that and they don't think that's dangerous there are worshipers they, of satan and they'll tell yeah, you that's who they worship one hollywood movie after another about some bunch of weirdos doing some kind of occult thing worshiping something weird and being either cannibals or I mean, there's just more crap out there on TV. That, and they're like, oh, no, that doesn't. Well, you're free to watch a movie and, and draw any opinion you want to. But you got a guy who's not even, he doesn't even have an agenda. And now I found myself in a weird place where I'm taken up for a guy I don't even know. <laughs> just because he's like trying to get information out there where people can make, make Healthcare decisions on, you know, and they're like, "Oh no, you can't do that." But I find myself, I find myself just chuckling I, when I watch them show a clip from the ladies on the View, Joey Behar, Whoopi Goldberg. I just chuckle and I think, man, if they only knew what we knew, and I wish there was a way to get the knowledge to them, they would just quit, you know, cackling about all this stuff that they do. They just don't know, yeah. you know. But I, if they just knew, and I think that's why I asked that question. What they need to ask the question is, does God know me? Is there a God? That's number one. Because that's a question everyone has to face. Is there is there a God, a creator that's evidenced by our creation, which would mean the information that he has provided for us, which this in a way is information. He, he crafted a Bible throughout history wove that together, which means he would be the ultimate source for quality information. And does he know me? Yeah, that's the that's the key. Basically, read verse nine. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom, you could eat anything, does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Well, he's eventually well, hey, good you just point. Be Phil. aware of people. Some of this stuff they get into you like, well, it, it's a uh, some things are not worth making a huge issue right. that's out what, of. That's, that's, that's what, that's what like we'll pick up here. on the next podcast. Well, uh, we're out of time. Well, and y'all see where I'm headed, because once you ask that, does God know me? And then you realize that he knows me and he still loves me. Yeah, that's what we're, we're getting, getting into. The, to, what, getting, to what Jesus is all about. The what he offers. Then. We're out of time. Uh, we are going to go over to our unashamed overtime session. And I, I got a question for Dad and Jace about something they have discovered, something they didn't know until they have gone on their spiritual journey. So if you want to check that out and find out what they have to say about that, uh, you go to blazetv.com slash unashamed to become a subscriber. Right now, until the February 7th, we're almost out of time, you can save 15 bucks off of a subscription if you use the code MORE, M-O-R-E, MORE UNASHAMED. So check us out, uh, and we'll be back next time to talk about more. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.